suck my dock suck my dock suck my dock hi welcome to suck my dock I'm Colin. And I'm Gabby. Welcome! This is the show where we talk about our favorite documentaries and use them as a way to talk about what's happening in the world. It's a way into the universe, even. Yeah, and this, today we are recording this post-Oscars. Post-apocalyptic? Mm. A little bit? It's that, too. I think, actually, we might be... I think we're in the middle of it. Present-apocalyptic? <laughs> is that a word? Present-apocalyptic? <laughs> so, yeah, I've... Um, I mean, let's talk a little bit about the Oscars. I, I this is the documentary podcast, so we'll talk about the docs. I was pulling for the thirteenth, thirteenth, yeah. the thirteenth. Um, Even though we haven't seen the rest of them, but <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, we well, both pulled. We're assessing this off trailers, but no. But the reason, first of all, because in in my opinion, hands down, dicks out. There's no other important issue to be discussed right. in America right. than the 13th. So it's like, okay, let's address that. Then we'll talk about what else you've got. There's, mm -hmm. Oh, there's a movie about Danish people? Oh, cool. We'll get to that 10 you know, million years from now when we mm -hmm. finally resolve what's going on with the 13th. Definitely. So that's why I was like, I want to see that win. And it didn't. And I was about ready to just turn it off. Yeah. I don't know. How did you feel? You, you haven't seen the 13th yet. <laughs> I haven't seen the 13th yet, but you told me about it. So, yeah, I I agree. I was just very, very angry because of the OJ documentary. I don't even know the name of that documentary. Oh, is it 30, 30 under 30 or 30? What the hell is that called? <laughs> 30. 13 going on 30. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With Zac Efron, right? That documentary? Yeah, that documentary. Oh, God. I'm gonna, like, I, I have like... to look it up. Hold on. I'm, okay. People are going to kill me because this is such a popular thing now, this 30 by 30, 30. Ugh, I mean, we th just finished watching the OJ series and it was fine. But, I mean, people cannot stop talking about it, it seems like, for the past 10 years or however long. 30 th for 30. That's <laughs> what? what it's called. Seriously? But was that what won? Or was it the OJ documentary? Was that something else? It was an OJ documentary, but I don't know the name of the freaking OJ documentary. Okay, 30 for 30 is an umbrella title for a series of documentary films airing on ESPN and online highlighting interesting people and events in sports history. Okay. Okay, so there was one of those about OJ, but I don't think that's what won. Yeah, I think it had OJ in the title. If you're listening to this, you're probably like yelling, like, did you watch the Oscars? Like, why are you even talking about it? Yeah, no, we... Well, so why were you upset that OJ won? Because it's... I mean, OJ didn't win. They didn't give him the award, right? No. Okay. <laughs> because like you said, there's other issues, more pressing issues to, to be talked about right now. That case is all dealt with, you know, he's in jail and whatever, you know, everybody knows what happened and all that crap. Like, why are we still talking about this? Like, why is that still a relevant issue now? Right, and you're, you're basically choosing, I mean, you know, I, I, really I really like the way that the OJ series or, you know, American Crime, is that mm -hmm. the name of the series? Yeah. 
I really like the way they addressed it because they they had this, you know, hindsight about the race, mm-hmm. you know, that what how race played into this and were able yeah. to kind of give all parties good, you know, a good look and a, and really kind of assess what happened. Yeah. So I like that. That being said, like OJ himself, I mean, the thing is we we need to see the documentary. Because yeah. maybe the documentary does the same thing. But I just, like, haven't we heard enough about OJ? Like, you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> like, how much more coverage does that need? Or And it's like, okay, so I feel like people using that, and, you know, I enjoy, again, I enjoyed the series. But I feel like the argument of, like... Yeah, but that was an artistic interpretation of what happened. This is just probably some new little things resurfacing that prove the same old point you know like i i I mean obviously again we haven't seen it so it's not okay for us to judge it so harshly but it is documentaries are all about the cause and this is what the oscars have been giving the awards to for documentaries right the main thing was the cause it was never any artistic value or whatever although these documentaries are obviously you know yeah, have there's... a lot of artistic value right but it was about the pressing cause of the moment right know? and uh just to answer our earlier question it wasn't oj 30 for 30 it's oj made in america exactly that's so it. that's the different that's uh that's, that's the series that's the documentary that was made um i agree and the thing is i don't like this argument gets made with things like this where they go like well it's really about race you know like we're not just exploiting a murder for attention we're not, not exploiting celebrity and all this like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's because we're discussing race and it's like meanwhile the 13th is over here discussing race yeah they're not having to use a celebrity to do it they're not having to use a murder to do it they're just doing it just plain old people but i guess plain old people are not interesting enough for the oscars so I just, that's what really frustrated me. It's like, if you want to discuss an issue, they're over here discussing the issue. Yeah. Like, why do we have to go back to this tired murder that we've heard about a million times? And like you said, she is such a, a talented director. She is just using cinema as her canvas. She's an right. artist. So it's just an amazing looking documentary. It's not just, you know. Right another documentary this is a great filmmaker but i don't think i've even seen her in the audience you know when they show the celebrities I saw her a couple times, yeah. oh really yeah she I was there i've seen her i mean this is the thing too it's like i guess i'm just part of it is the oscars trick you into buying into this whole like who's gonna win it I mean you know and it's all like silly anyways it i mean is. the the thing is is like i'm sure that i'm sure if i watch oj and i'm going to so mm-hmm. you'll hear it here what what, what we decided about or one of us will watch it um i should say at the top of this show like we should say like what we're going to review so today i'm going to review white helmets you're going to review chosen chosen so that's what's for today but in the future one of us will watch the oj documentary yeah or both of us i'm not sure yeah and give our assessment so we'll, we'll be getting to that as well but for but back to the oj the OJ. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Um, the juice? You the mean? juice. Yeah. Okay. It's, it, it really is... What the... Gotta turn that off. Unprofessional. Um, I really am tired of 
just sensationalizing murders and mm -hmm. celebrity. These like these crime watch, crime stories, crime whatever. Yeah. You know, they just yeah, it's just like so it's and, just terrible. And especially one is just like, you know, freaking you know, overdone is that one, I I think especially. Yeah, I feel like they just jumped on this bandwagon of, you know, uh court cases like the Adnan Saeed case and then the other one that was popular on Netflix. Right. They're like, which one can we, I mean, you know, obviously there's no, you know, doc, there's no murder probably in the history. That's I mean, more, yeah, talked covered. about than that one. I mean, maybe Jean Benet, which I hear is what they're doing next. I, I've heard rumblings of oh. for the American crime. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And I'll watch it. I mean, watch it. what am I not, not going to watch it? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more interesting than Modern Family. Okay, so. that being said, <laughs> shall we get into this week's film? Sure. I think you went first last time. I think or so. Or no. I did. There was no last time. What are we talking about? <laughs> um, we like to record stuff and then not put it out. Yeah, because um, we're insecure. Yeah. No, but um, I'll go first this time, mm -hmm. if you're cool with that. Do it. Okay, so this my film this week, my doc that I'm making you sock, is uh, White Helmets, oh. which actually won at the Oscars for Best Short documentary oh that was in the short category yes oh right i think it was like maybe an hour oh how was that a short okay yeah let's see here i have it up in front of me it is 40 minutes okay produced by netflix um i can't say enough good things i'd say after the 13th what you know documentary i felt is so important to talk about the white helmets <laughs> we're if you had to say like where the bottom of everything is, where just there is just the, the most despair in humanity, the most absence of humanity mm -hmm. in the world right now, I would say Syria. Yeah. Everything that's happening there and this documentary, oh my God. I dare you not to cry. I dare you. Dare me. Seriously. I'll take Go you. Go watch it. Tell me if you cried. I'll take you on that there. Oh my god. Okay, I'm not gonna watch it. It's just like <laughs> your face. Is these people enough. these people, these white helmets. I don't like how do you do this without tripping over your balls? Because they're so big. You have to have your the balls most or mine aren't big at all. Oh, I'm no? saying theirs yeah, to do this job like I was wondering why would you say that? Yeah. No, like I honestly I think it takes the most the guts that we can't even have like that, that it's not it's not even instinctual because your instinct would be telling you to run away for everybody so let me just tell you you're probably if you haven't seen it you're going what the hell are you talking about and if you have seen it you're like why am i listening to this guy this movie is about these uh group of group of men in syria who've stuck around despite complete fallout, right? The government just attacking mm -hmm. people. Um, it's like mo a lot of civilians have left. The ones that are remaining are just like, they spend their days on hiding because the bombing from Russians and Syrians, Yeah. the Syrian government. And so these guys have taken the task. They wear white helmets. They go into the rubble right after the bomb hits and they try to find survivors. Oh, man. In spite of the fact that 
many of these the people bombing them know what they do, and then they double bomb. Oh, wow. But they go anyways. Wow. And so they live every day basically on just the edge of life. That's crazy. And they've saved something like thousands of people because of what they've done. Many of them have died. And you just see, I mean, the best of what humanity can be is in this movie. I really like, if you haven't seen it, go see it. And of course, I say this while I'm killing a fly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody's gonna have a heart attack. um, No, but... um, if you haven't seen it, go see this movie. It's it's just incredible, and I can't say enough good things about it. I cried a lot. Didn't stop crying. I mean, that's not a surprise. It's it's just tremendous, and um, yeah, I gotta give it up to Netflix. They made they put produced both the Thirteenth and well, the Wyoming. Oh wow! So they're really on top of it in terms that's of crazy. In terms of documentaries. So what would um, what motivates them to risk their lives like that? Like what? I mean, obviously they want to save people, but risking their own their own lives that way. I, mean, I know. Well, it do, makes you think. Did they have any interviews in it or? Yeah, they do. Really? They interview okay. all of them, and okay. uh, well, not all of them. I think one especially is kind of the hero of the film, if you could, you know, say like just because we're sort of following him mainly. Okay. I think because his English was. Better. was better um that being said like they are receiving some funding from outside sources to mm-hmm. like you know because people have heard about their so i would encourage people i can i will give the the name of the um organization that is helping the white helmets mm-hmm. so they they've received some um some funding some you know equipment and stuff like that but it's you know it's very minimal at mm-hmm. this point, you know. Um, white helmets. There we go. Um, what motivates them? I think it's like, honestly, I mean, you think about anything that's like that we consider honorable in life. Mm-hmm. It's sort of it happens at the complete risk of every personal material assets, in you know. Yeah, and. You know, I think I think the answer to why people do really good things is the same answer to why people do really bad things. Like people often go like why like we see we see people leaving UK, leaving America to go fight for ISIS, right? Yeah. This happens not not that often, but it happened. It has happened, you mm-hmm. know. Teenagers, you know, they see a video online, they, you know, they um, get motivated and they get on a plane and they go try to join ISIS, right? Yeah. And people go, why would they do that? I mean, their parents were nice, middle-class people. They they weren't extremists. They themselves sometimes weren't even that extreme. Yeah. Like, why would they do it? Well, because there's something in us that needs to feel a part of something bigger than us. Yeah. That's, an, that's a human trait, you know? Yeah. And... There's some of us that are susceptible to, you know, that makes us susceptible, but also makes their potential for amazing things. Mm-hmm. The civil rights movement, you know, 
all kinds of things that put us to this point. It, like there were that aspect of humanity got us to this point. You know, look at where we, we were living under Genghis Khan at some point. You know, we were being, we were like serfs in Egypt and all kinds of stuff. But how did we do that? You know, mm -hmm. something kept us going in spite of insane, insane suffering, you know? Yeah. That must have been that aspect. So when I look at these guys, they found their calling. Mm -hmm. You know, they found that higher, higher place in life mm -hmm. through this work and and it's incredible like i don't see any more selfless act i don't think i don't know that i would have the strength that these people have i want to think that i do you know yeah but it's not until you're thrown in that situation yeah that is incredible but the website to go to is www.whitehelmets.org and right there you can get all the information and you can um you know looks like you can donate as well and uh, let's do it because, oh my God, these guys need it. Yeah, that sounds like it. Oh so, God. not to be depressing. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 the experience of watching it will make give you hope. You know, I was mm -hmm. imme I immediately I was just like, what can I do to help somebody? Yeah. You know, no matter how small. You know, it's just like, and and also just how great is the world that people like this are in it? You know, that Definitely. we share air with these. Yeah, these are bravery. true heroes, true heroes. Yeah. And you you think they don't exist anymore, but they do. There's yeah, there's you see the endurance of the human spirit in this movie and uh you know, thank God for the filmmakers that were, you know, went there to tell the story, you know, and Definitely. it just shows you that that amazing potential of what documentaries can do now, you know, between this and several others those of the Netflix's documentaries which maybe we'll review. Um, Ukraine upright, uh, Ukraine on fire, I think was the one, um, mm -hmm. about the uprising in Ukraine Yeah, mm -hmm. and, uh, a few other ones that they've done are just incredible. So yeah. I'm just so glad that they're putting money into that and I hope they continue to do more, you know? Definitely. So that's my review. What do we call these? Do we call them reviews? I guess so. Yeah. That's my rant. <laughs> on white helmets review or opinions or that's you know. what i thought of while my eyes were looking at the screen observing this you thought the review no i thought <laughs> of what i just said <laughs> <laughs> and now to you young lady gabby saw chosen which Ooh. is not a fun documentary unfortunately yeah <laughs> I wasn't sure if you're going to pick a fun one or a depressing one, and you picked a depressing one, so I picked a depressing one as well. Yay. Yay. Hey, what's wrong with being depressed sometimes, right? Yeah. As long, I mean, as, you, as, long as you don't wallow. <laughs> uh, it, it really is a tremendous documentary. Uh, it really opened my eyes to human psychology. It is a documentary that won the BAFTA Award in 2012, I believe. Okay. And it's on this channel on YouTube, because I watch a lot of YouTube. It's called Real, Real Stories, and they're all documentaries that were produced for Channel 4 in UK. Mm -hmm. So, this one, I mean, this is a pretty long documentary. It's there for free. Uh, it's almost two hours long. Wow. And it's only three interviews. It's only three people talking the At whole the entire camera? time. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and it's about their experience in a boys boarding school in UK mm. in the early 70s. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you can guess what this is going to be about. Uh, let me guess. Uh, there was mm, some teaching that wasn't necessarily uh, being consensually taught. taught. Yeah. Are consensually learned. Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, we've seen quite a number of documentaries about abuse victims, about, yeah. you know, pedophilia and things like that. I thought this was especially eye-opening because the three characters is three men, three middle-aged men who experienced this kind of abuse in the boarding school back in the day when they were 10, 11, and nine respectively i believe mm -hmm. um and um they are extremely open to talking about it. and then think about it these are british elder almost no middle-aged men yeah. early 50s mm -hmm. and not known to be the most uh forthcoming with their feelings exactly yeah but they are and it's absolutely incredible i think it's the most sympathy I've felt for <laughs> white <Middle> males, yeah. <laughs> you know, in my entire life. They are, I mean, they don't show much emotion, you know. Mm -hmm. They're they're really trying to be contained, even though stuff surfaces as it would, you know. Yeah. But they are very open about it. Like, mm -hmm. they, they put front a lot of detail of what happened to them a lot of the psychological torment that they went through before and after and just the whole just the whole deal the the ignorance of their parents the ignorance of the other teachers the the fucking terrible this institution above all that they have over there right you know so um, was it a religious affiliation or? no okay no no it was just that one of these private expensive boarding sure. schools for boys yeah. that basically just places the parents in high society you sure. know so when you have that kind of money and you want to present yourself a certain way over there as we all know this mm -hmm. matters quite a lot i mean it matters here too but over there it's all about class and this kind of bullshit ex mm -hmm. except especially back in the day right um so yeah, they were, they described their parents at the beginning as social climbers. So you mm -hmm. totally see like why they would go there. Sure. And I mean, it's of a prestigious school. Like you wouldn't think twice about sending your kid over there if you had the capabilities, you right. know. Um, and obviously, you know, there's the usual father is not present you know mm -hmm. emotionally so looking present. out they're kind of seeking a father figure exactly yeah so more you trusting or something exactly so you have that that element for so, sure so like it makes me wonder like if they're so forthcoming on this stuff i mean had they kind of had some therapy since this happened or like i believe so i, mean, I believe uh i mean I, just one of them admits that they talked to their doctor their physician actually not even a therapist about yeah. it but it's it's the very interesting psychology behind and I, I hate to say that but it is because it just seems to be a pattern to this to this kind of abuse to the, this kind of systematic abuse mm -hmm. that gets 
buried, you know, and it kind of resurfaces like usually like about 30 years later. It's always about the same. And it's, it's um, prompt by the death of the parents or one of the parents. Mm-hmm. Because they, they just feel like they have to protect their parents right. from this information. Mm-hmm. You know, they're usually the abusive victims. They just can't, they cannot get it out of them. Right. And, uh, you know, the, there's three different people, so uh, they reacted differently. They dealt with it differently. Uh, one of them just became a businessman, just like chasing, you know. Uh, workaholic. Workaholic, kind of, yeah. yeah. Just kind of always trying to be ahead of the tsunami, you know. Right, yeah, the yeah. emotional tsunami coming behind him. Uh, another one was a drug addict for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how eventually he got out of it. He doesn't say uh and the i mean they all had like deep deep intimacy sexual issues and Mm -hmm. the the third one i believe that was tom yeah uh he um he 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 thought he was gay because of it you Mm -hmm. know he Mm -hmm. thought and i think he is gay you know Mm -hmm. but he had like you know really deep issues with that I've heard some. I've heard another story like that where the person happened to be gay, mm-hmm. and it, and it added almost like another. I mean, I'm sure it's confusing either way, mm-hmm. but there was like this added layer of guilt of something like maybe I had sort of provoked this because exactly. I wanted a, a gay situation, but obviously did not want it like that, you know. Yeah. And no. it just adds this layer of confusion. They all had the same thing because this abuse was happening for a long time and it was systematic it was in the way these pedophiles it was like three of them mm-hmm. that got like including the headmaster right that was doing this uh and there was like a period of grooming of okay like you know now the boys are gonna look up to me because i'm this you know kind right. of father figure to them and so on and um yeah it's just terrible and of course like they're all they're, they're friends with the parents you know mm-hmm. the social climbers quote unquote yeah uh, so it's not only grooming the kids but grooming the parents mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um uh and it's just yeah and they think they think they consented to it you know but mm-hmm. they didn't know what they were consenting to no. but a lot of guilt comes with that sure. a lot of shame comes with that and the secrecy mm-hmm. like one of them said like they didn't even have to tell me he didn't even have to tell me don't tell anybody i just knew i couldn't tell anybody yeah and one of the things that was <laughs> just hard to hear is uh, one of one of the boys uh, was caught by the matron mm-hmm. uh, while he, he was like coming out of the room of the headmaster mm-hmm. and she knew what was going on the whole time mm-hmm. you know and she was blaming the boys you know this is fucking terrible witch and she was like you're a bad boy I yes. know what you did and he felt such a deep shame mm-hmm. and he said in that moment he just started living like a double life right. basically he knew he had this terrible secret that he cannot share with the world no matter what because right. he was the problem he was the bad boy you right, know right. he was the yeah that's like clearly how she lives with herself or something by shaming everybody else exactly while she's the adult allowing fucking rape to happen yeah exactly and it was what was interesting to see because it was obviously a long interview 
you would see realizations surfacing in them, mm-hmm. you know? While they're telling the While story. they're telling the story. And she's like, wow, I didn't even realize. Because I think, uh, who was it? I don't remember his name. But um, he says something like, I don't, yeah, I don't know, like, how, how I could bring myself to find some sort of normalcy in this situation. How I could bring myself to do those awful things with that smelly old man kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he... He he waited for a moment and he thought like, no, it was it was it was fear. I was afraid, yeah. you know. But he hadn't realized that up until then, you mm-hmm. know. He thought he kind of enjoyed it at some point, you know, like all these lies that you sure you have to tell yourself in order to live with that sort of systematic abuse yeah. and just and not even knowing, you know, like this is not normal, you right. know. Yeah. Like like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, because somehow you you know what to expect if you allow it. Yeah, and so there's like less fear there eventually mm-hmm. than there is to like stop it or to fight back or, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or to even or to even maybe even get in touch with yourself to find out how you really feel. You know. And you're... they didn't know. They thought they were literally chosen because they were told that they were told right. like, no, you're special. You know. You get to do this special thing. Which is like thing. such a mind fuck. Like, exactly. You get to endure abuse because you're special. Really. Exactly. So obviously it was all like just manipulation and horribleness. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. It's just terrible. But again, it's just it's so interesting to see these absolute heroes. I thought these survival, yeah. vic- you know, surviving victims of abuse. Yeah. Just see them deal with this and the yeah. way they do it and the way they talk about it, knowing that this is going to help other people Absolutely. come out and deal with it. Yeah. I just, I, I've always, honestly, I've never seen a braver person yeah. in my entire life, yeah. you know, deal with that sort of thing, that sort of like horrible shit and just, mm-hmm. just put it out there and be so honest and be so honest about their conflicts, you know, sure. yeah. like, like one of them even said, um, yeah, I, uh, when I found out that this happened to other kids when they were outed and all that, um, I was actually jealous, you know, cause I thought I was special. I thought I was receiving this treatment and then I just felt like even more like dirt, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. and it wasn't because he enjoyed it or whatever he, he, but he thought that there must be some meaning behind right. this. There's a shred you know? of like dignity I can hold on to or a shred of uh, power. Exactly. Yeah. Something like I must be special. Like I, I didn't like, like I didn't. Yeah. It's, it's like you felt like you got traded something and and to find out the thing that you got traded for was like a empty and, and it's like the last shred of something you can hold on to mm-hmm. like you said a meaning mm-hmm. to this suffering yeah so yeah i think i i, I think it's it's something that uh, most people have to watch in my opinion yeah just because you see the trauma it's just so clear and you see it in these people and you see them mourning their childhood you know yeah you see these three men who had no childhood because of this fucking crap and the system. And I I don't even know if I want to get into what happened to them because not much happened to these uh, abusers in the very end. Really? Unfortunately, yeah. Oh my God. 
So, and they were <laughs> scapegoated a few times and... Was it was it one perpetrator or multiple? Multiples. Oh my god. Yeah. And they got to teach for years and years after. They were, they were outed by one of them in that time period, you know, because the, the matron lady, she couldn't take it anymore. So she kind of like barraged this one kid with like a million questions and he had to give in, you know. And the parents were called in, the police were called in, and eventually they decided, well, it's just kind of a one-off thing, and uh, it's okay. I mean, your your kids are safe, and the parents didn't know what to do. They send their kids back, you know. Oh my God. It, it, back back in the day, they didn't know anything about this stuff. You know, they didn't know how to react, and no no other kid would admit to it. You know, yeah. they were just so scared of admitting anything. So the parents were like, well, you know, it was just a one-off thing. and I feel like things like this, like situations like this, these predators, they thrive in environments where there's a lot of social norms. Exactly. And a lot of cues and people don't say how mm -hmm. they really feel because Definitely. they know how to play the game. Mm -hmm. They can know how to appear, you know, as long as you check these boxes, you're safe in my book. You yep. can have my kid, you know, mm -hmm. and it's it's weird because it puts us in a situation where like I feel it's easy to go the other way, and we're like I don't trust anybody, yeah, you know, and like it's kind of the point where like you know we don't have children, mm -hmm. but like I, I mean like the what was it the other day you went somewhere? Oh, we we were at a a protest. Mm -hmm. you know and uh you know huge crowd tens of thousands of people and gabby was walking behind me i turn around you're not there and it took all of like half a second before i knew in my heart you had been stolen <laughs> and were somewhere in latin america being like tortured you know like yeah. that's where my mind goes you know mm -hmm. documentaries like this don't help i mean it but they do help. I mean, I'm just saying like, but it's, it's hard not to go the other extreme where you go like, I'm never going to trust anyone ever again. Yeah. Including myself, you know? Yeah. And I'm just going to live in complete horror. Well, the reality is, like you said, these predators do thrive on social norms and all that. And on the lack of questioning, like back in the day, we were taught not to question our parents. Right. Not to question authority, you know, mm -hmm. to look up to adults. They know better for us and so on. And right. I feel now things are changing. My kids are taught to question everything. Right. You can, you are an individual and a citizen and you are allowed to question, Absolutely. you know, and people and maybe, have to answer you, you no matter how old you are. Yeah. And maybe that's where things need to be. You know, there's a... There's kind of an ebb and flow to these things, you know, going from a period where, you know, children are to be seen, not heard, and, you know, not to question, and then swing to a point where we're questioning everything, and and then maybe bring it back to the middle, you know? Exactly. Um, because it makes sense. I mean, we, we got fed a lot of bullshit yep. as a, you know, society, as children, uh, you know, and we're calling it out. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it is, takes brave souls like those gentlemen to, to really speak out. And I'm sure like it's, I think anybody with any kind of trauma, it's just like, 
it's and this is a, this this also speaks to the idea of like that there's depressing documentaries or there's happy documentaries yeah but this is the service that a depressing movie in general i think does is it lets you know me and mm -hmm. you know this is how i receive them it lets me know i'm not alone with my pain yeah. when i see something like that when i see myself in a documentary like that that makes me cry or makes me sad i i go i'm having this reaction because i feel like they understand something that i went through yeah. there was some part of my life in this you know mm -hmm. and you feel a little less alone definitely as much as it's like emotional mm -hmm. and i think that's that's what's really tremendous about a movie that moves you that way obviously you don't want to be like down the dumps all the time but mm -hmm. you know you got to get in touch with the darkness you yeah know, too and the trauma definitely and uh i think it's tremendous that people do have the courage to do that and it just takes so much courage to do it yeah. let, let alone like go out there and expose yourself to the world like that oh my god you know? i can't imagine it's uh yeah it, it is really something to admire yeah definitely so definitely check out chosen on youtube if you get a chance or i think you can rent it probably anywhere yeah yeah it's free on youtube well rent it if you can give you know send the filmmakers some money yeah because uh they deserve it for the amazing work that they're doing um and definitely check out white helmets if you have a chance if you haven't yet and uh if you want to let us know about how your opinion on these films check us out on social media you can find me at colin underscore blair at on twitter mm -hmm. or on my instagram at colin blair there you go and you can find us there for now and uh we'll be back next week with two new documentaries did you have yeah. any closing thoughts you'd like to share with the world before we any closing thoughts um stay indoors don't go outside it's very dangerous out there yeah don't trust anybody uh don't trust yourself uh wear armor at all times mm -hmm. um build a bunker start building that bunker yep bunker bunker get it nice and uh cozy for the uh, coming coming apocalypse yeah and we'll see you there we're all gonna be doing podcasts yeah to, uh, to entertain ourselves we'll all be on bunkers podcasting at about you know two months hopefully not fingers crossed <laughs> in that cheery note <laughs> yeah let's have a you everybody have a good week it's uh we're at 40 minutes so oh that's good cool so i'm we'll gonna say it, call it a sunday afternoon night yeah okay cool so have a great week thanks for listening to suck Thank my you. doc we'll be back next week with two new documentaries suck bye, bye. My dog suck. My dog suck. My dog.